What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Buenos nachos. I didn't know you spoke Spanish. Yeah, I took it in high school. A bunch of times. She's the nitro's natural girl of the world. My dream girl, bro. I got your poster up in my room. Which one? It's this one. Ready to rumble. Ready PG-13. Starts this Friday. Welcome back. It is our second Popcorn and Piledrivers wrestling movie review episode. And John LaRocca, we picked a doozy for episode two. The, this, this movie is kind of the reason why we wanted to do this podcast. <laughs> and I don't know if I got uh, my, my money's worth my my three ninety nine for renting oh, you it rented on Apple. It. I rented it on Apple, brother. I told you, you can you can watch it for free on Tubi. I know, but then I have to watch commercials. Oh come on! There's only like three breaks or four. I don't know. How. It wasn't that long. But Tubi's underrated uh, streaming service, by the way. Though all of those fast streaming services mm-hmm. are cool, but you just kind of you have to. It, it's a way that people used to watch TV that we don't really watch TV anymore, <laughs> right? It's like you have to leave the TV on in the mm-hmm. background while you're doing other stuff, and then all of a sudden, it's like your favorite Three's Company episode pops up, and you're like, "Oh my god, I need to watch! <laughs> I have to stop everything that I'm doing." Oh man, yeah, it was uh, man. I avoided this movie for 24 years, where the hell it was. Yeah, man. And I wish I avoided for 24 more because uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. It took me two days to watch this. I I was like, I had like 30 minutes left. I just like couldn't go. I was like, you know what? I just need to watch something else. This is just <laughs> hurting my brain. So I took a break and watched it in two nights. How about you? I did One, too. I, it took it took me two. Uh, I actually watched. I would say like ninety percent of it was just doing cardio at the gym on, on, <laughs> yeah. two, on two different days. Because like when you're doing cardio at the gym and you got your headphones in, you just have to watch whatever you're watching, right? Like you mm-hmm. can't. It's like it's not like I can like start like looking around and watching the other TVs. You're kind of focused. I was just focused on my iPad. I was like, this is the way that I'm going to get through this movie, and then I'm actually going to pay attention to it. So that's the way I did it, and. Look, I there I've seen worse movies in my life, like not that many because usually when you watch a movie this bad, you kind of go, "Okay, 30 minutes in, I'm tapping out and I'm going to go watch something else." And so we had to we had to sit through this one. I there were parts of this movie where I was like, "Okay. Did they just decide to change the story like midstream? Like are we as wrestling fans supposed to think that there was a wink, wink, nudge, nudge of wrestling being fake. And only the two protagonists were the only two people in this entire industry who did not know that wrestling was not real. I was just yeah. waiting for, I was waiting for somebody to smarten these dudes up. 
And nobody smartened either of these dudes up. And these dudes I'm talking about are David Arquette and Sean Kahn uh, as oh. as Gordy and uh, uh, Scott Kahn. Sorry, as Gordy yeah. and Sean, the two the two protagonists in this movie. Well, maybe because as wrestling fans, as you know, you and I, wrestling fans, and ever listening out here, like we loved wrestling so much. We love wrestling so much that. When we're when you found out for what it was really is like, I think a lot of people just like they're like they hear it, but they don't want to believe it, right? Or they or they believe it and they're okay with it, you know. So, man, that's what happened with Scott Con and um <laughs> and David Arquette in this film, their characters. Maybe they, you know, when when Jimmy King is <laughs> telling them it's all fake and everything, and and they're like, okay, guy, we get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like the it was like the rever- it was like. The reverse kayfabe in, in a way it was really weird. I uh, just I remember Dave writing like you know not the review of the movie but before the movie like the expectations from WCW at this point and they were like they're like hoping this is gonna like, revitalize their business absolutely. And I'm like, what the fuck did they? What dailies did they see that said this is gonna be great? You know, or oh, just- oh, we'll we'll get we're gonna get into that whole thing too. It is fascinating to think to think about not like if if you think about where wrestling is in this time so we're, we're t- this movie comes out in april of 2020 so wcw no tw- 2000 I was, yeah i'm sorry 2000 wcw yeah, like, Wait a second. <laughs> d- wcw has what like eight months left of life like yeah. like when do they go dark uh maybe they have n- 11 months left well no actually they go remember they take a break at this point remember they have like bischoff and vince russo team up and April of 2000. Oh, you probably don't remember. I don't think you were watching. Then they team up and they kind of like rebrand. So this is like right after the. I think this is right after rebranding because that new dumb logo and all that was yeah. on this movie. So yeah, and on that time. Yeah, full, so full Russo here. He's he, one of his favorite movies of all time, probably. Ready I'm Rumble, sure. So. I'm sure yeah. he was like, "Hey, bro, I, yeah. I, I should be the lead writer of this movie. Like, what are you guys doing?" Yeah. Uh, okay. So before we actually get to the, we're we're gonna go over the characters and and the main plot. And, and one of the things that I noticed, you know, sometimes when you're watching a movie, like you don't want to like really look away from the screen. There's stuff going on. But you're like, oh, like that's meaningful. I'll remember it. I don't have to write it down. I wrote so many notes because this <laughs> movie was like WCW in this time frame. Yeah. They were throwing everything at you and hoping something stuck and almost nothing stuck and so there's just a bunch of notes like there's so much plot in this movie and they're trying to twist and turn and sending you down these different areas and there's so much in an in an hour and 45 minute movie there's so much plot it's really ridiculous but it's just because like it's almost like attention deficit disorder audience is what their expectation mm-hmm. was like no one's going to remember everything we just got to keep it moving keep it moving keep it moving so no scene sticks at all like there's no like long shots like you know when we did our first movie you know even yeah. if you didn't like the iron claw like you can respect the way that it was done like there were shots and scenes where they wanted it to stick with you there was like you know, long shots and like long scenes of like you're supposed to sit there and you're supposed to think about what's going on in this moment. This movie did not allow for that because nothing, you know, this was like a Kevin Dunn shooting raw, just boom, boom, different cut, different camera, yeah, you yeah. know, different septic it, tank. This was, it wasn't about the art of filmmaking or anything, or like you said, getting that memorable shot or something that's really going to stay with the audience. This is like, 
let's get him with some really uh, 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 vulgar jokes for an hour, over an hour and a half, some action, and call it a day. You know, let's hope they all, hope we get the wrestling fans to come out to see this. That's basically what it was. Yeah, it was, yeah. It they, was they did not, by the way. They did not go see this movie. No, no, no. Look, I think they're like me. You know, like, dude, do I want to go and feel embarrassed to be a wrestling fan? Because I was a, you know, I was a WWE fan this time. I still held on hope. I was keeping my fingers crossed, hoping. Yeah. Oh man, I hope things would turn around. But it just kept sinking deeper and deeper and deeper. And this definitely did not help it at all. All right, let's go over the cast of characters here: David Arquette, Scott Con. They are Gordy and Sean. Two young 20s, I'm assuming. I actually think Scott Kahn would have been... Scott Kahn is like our age. I think he's like like a year younger than me. So he's he's in his Mm -hmm. early 20s during the filming of this movie. Uh, They they play Gordy and Sean, two wrestling fans, WCW fans, but most importantly, fans of Jimmy the King King. That was literally his name. His name was Jimmy King. Not the Michigan basketball player from the Fab Five, Jimmy King, <laughs> but Jimmy the King, King. So I wonder if Jerry did Jerry Lawler get upset at this portrayal? Was he like, "What the hell? How, why are know. they using my name?" But it was based off of the character Jerry Lawler, I, I, I assume, right? And it, it was based off of I'm assuming like a bunch of different people. Like yeah. he's he's speaking, like his his non promo voice is like. Ricky Morton, I guess. Everything's brother this and brother that and the yeah, southern yeah. accent. Uh yeah, I don't I mean I don't know exactly who the the person was that they were portraying. Just probably an amalgam of like a bunch of different old school southern wrestlers from back in the day is probably who it was. Uh Gordy stands for Gordon. So it's not Terry Bam Bam Gordy. That that's not David Arquette's name is not based off of Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Rose McGowan as a Nitro girl who I don't does she even dance with the Nitro girls at all in this movie? Yeah, she does. Dan, remember the for the finish or okay. the, the main okay. event? Yeah, well, I'm surprised she did this film, which is amazing. Yeah, you time. would have thought that uh, her uh, her expect her her star was a, a little higher than than this one in order yeah. to be in a movie back then. Uh, my favorite character in this entire movie. Uh, I just call him Joey Pants. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. He plays Titus Sinclair, who is a Vince McMahon character who looks like the sexy boy version of Shawn Michaels if he was in his 50s. (laughs) That is true. I was was hoping for, uh, what's his name, Uh, Vincent Davy, the guy that played his brother in the uh, Tortelli... uh... Was it from the Goonies? Uh huh. I was hoping they should have had. They should have got that guy, his brother. <laughs> this movie should have had a part in this movie somewhere. That so, was your favorite. So he was your favorite, huh? He was my favorite character, but it's also because I like him the most. And you know why I like him mm-hmm. is because he's in one of my favorite movies of all time. He's in Bad Boys. Oh well, well shit! Yeah. With Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. Can I give you my favorite character? Yeah. Was it, or not? Were we there, were we there yet? DDP. Know. No hell. No. Um. <laughs> I like Sal Bandini. Mar- Martin Landau? Uh, yeah, I thought Martin Landau did a great job. Like, Martin Landau was stretching dudes in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Joseph Peter 
Pantoliano, I think is how you, Pantoliano is how you, but everyone just calls him Joey Pants, so he's Joey Pants to me. Uh, Not that he, I mean, okay, I thought he portrayed a sleazy wrestling promoter very well. Was what was his heart in this movie? Probably not too much. No, you know, no, he he's no. a good actor. His his heart wasn't going to be in what what we were watching. But I just found it so interesting. Like he's not Eric Bischoff, which you would think he would be Eric Bischoff if they're making about WCW. No, he's about Vince. It's it's nineteen ninety nine two thousand. WWE is killing these guys. So uh, it's 1997, it, right? It's the it's the screwjob finish too in this movie. Yeah, it's so. the screwjob finish. Mm-hmm. It's him as Vince. He looks like Shawn Michaels. Like it's it's <laughs> like barely WCW except for the you know the wrestlers. Okay, so I'm gonna give you the list of wrestlers in this film. Uh, this is a I don't know if this is a full list. I grabbed it from Wikipedia. Goldberg, DDP, Sting, Booker T, Randy Savage. Bam Bam Bigelow, Sid Vicious, Hooventude, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, Disco Inferno, Billy Kidman, Conan, Ray Mysterio Jr., who gets hurt in the shooting of this film, hurts his knee all over again. Mm-hmm. And he's got no mask, so you get to see Ray's face. Yeah. Perry Saturn, Prince Iakea, Van Hammer. <laughs> Gosh, I forgot Van Hammer was back in WCW at this point. But you, you okay. You'd think you know, if Hollywood writers, producers were like looking at the roster, right, of WCW, you know, they're probably going to pick a Van Hammer, you know, six foot seven, you know, Jack dude, right? Okay, but where's Lex? Is Lex, Lex gone? Lex actually, yeah, no, Lex is there. Lex had the, he got the Iggy. He's like, oh man, he got the script. And okay, I, I hope that was the reason. That, because I, I think the only reason Van Hammer is in this movie is probably because Lex is not in this movie. <laughs> I'm going to say Lex with his high IQ at the time. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he might have been starting his downward fall at this time, actually. So, Well, no, yeah. no Brett either. So Brett is uh, smarter. No Hogan. Hogan, no Flair. These guys are smarter than the mm. rest of these these guys. Uh, Gorgeous George is in this movie. The late Gorgeous George. And, and, in, and in a... Jim scene. <laughs> I did not notice him. He didn't? John Cena. Prototype. Yes. First, his first film debut. Ready to rumble. Crazy. This is when he's prototype with the high uh, flat top. Yeah. You know, and he was massive. So this yeah. was 2000. So this is in the. This is around the time when they did the angle UPW versus APW. So a lot of the UPW guys were um, in the background. I was like the, the you know, non-recognizable wrestlers um, on the, uh, like, I think, was it Smelly? That one guy, Smelly, was out there. And <laughs> I forget his whole name, but I saw him. He was prominent at one scene. Um, I was looking for Oliver John because I thought Ollie was there around that time. I should ask him. I got to ask him if he was around when they were filming Ready to Rumble. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, but they, they used, um, obviously filmed in LA, so they're, they're using UPW guys. Okay. Out of all of the wrestlers, who did you think did the best job? Probably Chris Canyon stunts. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, yeah, Ca- Canyon and DDP doing stunts. Yeah. Canyon was the, uh, the stunt man for Jimmy King. And stunt coordinator for the movie. Yeah. Um... The best actor. It's a good question. I I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with 
DDP, because he, he had the most line. I thought he did a good job. DDP did a really good job of playing DDP. Yeah, yeah. My favorite, I got to go Sid. <laughs> Sid? Sid just was a goon. Well, well Sid and Perry Saturn uh-huh. yeah. were like the the goons who would be outsmarted. Like, mm-hmm. like that you could take those two characters... And put them in like normal like Keystone Cops kind of movies where they're yeah, like the yeah. bad guys who just can't get the job done. Sid, for one, Sid looked, gosh, that that dude didn't age from 1992 during this movie. He looked amazing. <laughs> and second, just his facial expressions, right? Like I just <laughs> I was cracking up seeing him. Yeah, like, we had. Man. He had to take a like he got slammed to a wall. He had a good funny. <laughs> he took something to the face. He had a good yeah. He was he was good. I, I give you that. Perry Saturn, the contracted WWF wrestler, when this came out. So oh wow, because remember they jumped in early two thousand. Yeah, to, uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm not exactly sure when the filming uh, of this happened, but it was definitely it definitely came out in April, first week of April in two thousand is when it finally debuted. That's a good question because they had the logo. Yeah. So I mean I'm 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 guessing that was the plan from, I think 1999 they did want to change things up or I think they were trying to figure something out actually towards the end but maybe they had this plan but that logo was just the stupidest thing. <laughs> All right, let's go through some of this general story. So I mentioned Gordy and Sean, they have a septic tank truck. <laughs> I don't know too much about that business. But it seems like they would basically go to places that had porta potties yeah. and they would empty out the porta potties. And so they are at like a gas station type place. And it reminded me of uh, Clerks in, in the beginning of the scene because Clerks is at the, the, the convenience store. And, uh, and so they even do the joke. Uh, actually, this is a mall rats joke, but. I don't know if anyone remembers watching Mallrats. Uh, Jason Lee does the stink palm on uh, one of the guys that he doesn't like. Basically mm-hmm. sticks his hand in his butt crack and basically f- feeds it to the guy through, I forget, like chocolate or something. And so uh, David Arquette's character, Gordy, he uh, drops his drink. And the way that he gets the drink refilled is that he sticks his finger up his ass and he pulls it out, and he puts the finger right at the uh, straw portion of the drink, and he says there's something wrong with the drink, and he forces the guy who's behind the counter to smell his finger and admit that there's something going on with the drink. And the dude's like, well, why'd you drink all of it then if it's this bad? And he's like, it was really hard, man. It was really hard to drink all of it. (laughs) So at that moment, like from the get, you kind of know what this is, and yeah. I I kind of wonder when did American Pie come out? Like right around this time, right? Nineteen ninety eight. Okay, so a little a little bit a little bit before maybe nineteen ninety nine. American Pie comes out, and the comparison that people are making for this movie is like the wrestling version of Dumb and Dumber, and and I get I understand that comparison but that movie is like 1994 and this there's no jim carrey or jeff daniels in this movie whatsoever (laughs) i i think they were leaning for like a little bit american pie 
with the kind of dumb humor of Dumb and yeah. Dumber. And you just got the worst of both of those movies in the process. Yeah, it wasn't uh, as clever as those. And wow, man, this movie, I just don't understand how it got made. You know, like it, they must have thought they had some hit here. That's what you always have to think, right? You have to think like, man, it's going to be great. But it was I mean, it is, it is Warner Brothers Uh-oh. trying to take advantage of their IP, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, they're not owners of... Uh, actually, they are owners of WCW uh, mm-hmm. by at this point, I believe. So you're trying to... I'm sure it was cheaper for them to make a money, uh, to make a movie with IP mm-hmm. that they already owned and that they could license. And they probably thought, oh, we can make dolls and we can make T-shirts and we can make you know all of these things based off of this movie that we own the IP of. And it should be easy money for us, but as we as we will learn as I get down to some of the uh, the the money aspects of this movie, like mm-hmm. they they don't even barely get half of what they invested in <laughs> into it of how much it cost. So that's that store clerk, he really hated wrestling. Yes. Yet behind him is nothing but wrestling merchandise, like posters and everything. Like mm-hmm. wasn't that, that's so weird. Maybe the best scene in the whole movie, and we'll talk about this as we get to best scenes, is there's a dream sequence that Gordy has because he doesn't like this this store clerk, and he's believing that he and his hero, Jimmy the King, are going to beat up this store clerk. And a ridiculous, gigantic... <laughs> Bonesaw McGraw-like version of Macho Man Randy Savage, who they have a wrestling match inside this uh, this store. And I think that was the like five minutes in, it's the peak of the movie. And I'm not sure if it got better than that scene. And, yes. and we'll get there. But yeah, Randy Savage and supposedly Oliver Platt, who plays Jimmy the King, uh, he he. You know, supposed to throw a punch at Savage, and he actually legit hits him and gets really scared. Well, they you showed it. Or, did you see the end credits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outtakes. Yeah, he like hits him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Savage super jacked here. This is when he was really on the gas, big time at the end of WCW. And Gorgeous George is with him. Gorgeous George is with him. Okay, so what are your thoughts of Oliver Platt, who is not a big man has you know not someone who has is in shape not not an athlete and because this is a time in the late 90s where you know i don't think vince was really worried about steroid testing anymore and wcw was really not ever worried about steroid testing so you're watching this movie and you're seeing all of these jacked up guys and then the supposed champion of WCW is this old Southern Jerry Lawler looking guy, Jimmy the King. That, that was, I mean, that's why I didn't understand like why they went with Oliver Platt. I mean, he's a good actor, but like the phys- the physical role, like did you know, like he didn't look like a wrestler, didn't look like he could be anyone, right? And they're acting like he's the greatest of all time, you know, in the beginning of the film. So I thought that was a weird choice, but I guess they needed some some actor chops, of course, to be the lead, but I don't know. I just, yeah, I didn't, it was weird, a weird choice in my opinion. I was kind of wondering now, 
when you make the movie about wrestling, you are basically making your, you know, the people who you could possibly pick for a lead star, you're, that, that is a small pie just because the movie is about wrestling. Mm-hmm. I did a uh, I did a little uh, search on actors from you know this this late nineties. I couldn't imagine any of these guys being okay with playing a wrestler. So let's go down. Like some of these people are older, so I'm not even going to add them. But like <laughs> Matt Damon, no, no, Nicholas Cage, possibly, but it has to be like more the wrestler. A movie that came out later, like Down yeah. and Out kind of thing. Like Nicolas Cage could would may have been up to doing something like that. Uh, George Clooney, Ben Affleck, no. Uh, gosh, we're really getting down to the dirty here. Um, uh, God, Ma- uh, all these people are so old. Mike Myers, no. Um, Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio, no, no way. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, no way. Uh, I, you know, I don't even know how far I'd have to get down to find Oliver Platt on this list. But basically, like, you know, for, you, you, it, like Ben Stiller, like he may have fun with it, but he's kind of small, and you know, like, that kind of thing. Oh, that's a good one. Could we have busted Charlie Sheen out in 1999 throughout the drugs and the? The porn stars. Well, the Nitro Girls are available. We could try. You could have been part of his was uh, <laughs> his uh, women that he had as quarter women. Uh, I think I don't know. Was he that bad then? I guess he why he was. He's probably really bad. I don't, I think that I think that's the one though because I just went through this list of a hundred actors and I didn't see a single one who I thought would even give a script about wrestling the time of day. What about? Now he wasn't a big star at the time. His 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 peak was eighties, right? What about Steven Seagal? Steven Seagal's probably really fat at this point, though. Well, he has to hit that gym. We got to get him in the Martin Landau. He has to train but with then him he'd and... probably think that he'd have to, them. it'd have to be a shoot, right? That's right. He's master of martial arts. <laughs> Worry about his wig falling off. No, I you 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 got it. You got the first person you mentioned. That's the one, Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Sheen. There you go. He would be the guy to be to be this this old you know this wrestling star. Okay, so we have a a movie where the wrestling star is not very impressive. I, I will give Oliver Platt credit for getting the the jibber jabber of a pro wrestler at least what what we would know to be the jibber jabber of a pro wrestler down mm-hmm. decently right like he was trying with the the brother stuff and and the way that his accent was i thought it was passable i thought it was decently passable mm-hmm. so all right these wrestling fans this is the this is the biggest problem of this entire movie, and it is the very beginning. These wrestling fans, David Arquette, Scott Kahn, they are portrayed as the two biggest losers of the human race. Yeah. That is not great for a wrestling movie <laughs> and a movie that you are trying to promote to a wrestling fan base that your fans 
are losers. That is, I, I, just, I, I couldn't really get past that part of the movie. Yeah, they're insulting their audience. Like, even the people that, the old lady that loves them. You know, they're all goofy. All these wrestling fans are all goofy, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, both of these guys, the, their job, like I said, septic tank. So, they're just driving from place to place to clean out these porter potties to suck out the the crap. As you can imagine, there's, you know, instances in which the crap comes out because of accidents and everyone's in just poop. And what I realized is that was actually an ode to old pro wrestlers who will watch a match and just say, it's the shits. Like, can you imagine Rip Rogers watching this movie? In 30 seconds, he would have said, this movie is the shits. Yes, he would have. <laughs> I think by the opening credits, Rip Rogers would have said that. Uh, okay, so we got Mean Gene. I, actually, you know what? Mean Gene did a pretty darn good job in this movie, too, being Mean Gene. He, <laughs> he, he was pretty damn good. He was about ready to check out by this time. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he even allowed himself to uh, be a drunkard in a scene. And who did he ask? He asked, was it, did he ask Jimmy King, like, if he was sexy or something like that? <laughs> yeah, that was during the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so DDP is your heel wrestler in this movie. We have Mike Tanay and Tony Schiavone as your broadcasters. Um, the King... Uh, the, the guys go to Nitro. Nitro is in uh, Wyoming, where where they live, and the King is is there. He he's defending his title, and his theme song breaks out into Oliver Platt as Jimmy the King, rapping a verse from from Run DMC's King of Rock. <laughs> I was appalled. <laughs> Oh man, this movie had it all. Had it all. Had, had it all, Garrett. They did make the show look pretty big time, though. They did make Monday Nitro look yeah. like it was like the place to be. Maybe the place for goofballs to be, but still the place to be. Yeah, I mean, they made it look like a little bit of a happening. Yeah. Okay, so in this match between the King and DDP, the King is the champion. DDP shoots on poor King thanks to uh, T- Titus Sinclair. Joey Pants gives him, like, the sign. And all of a sudden, DDP's, like, legit punching the King right in the face. <laughs> they do a, a slingshot move that takes the King through the table. And the King grabs a chair, hits DDP right in the face. It was no DQ. And at this point, I was like, oh, this was just a relaxed rules match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AEW. Yeah. Rose Excalibur, we need enough for that call. So Sid Vicious, Bam Bam Bigelow, run down. Everybody turns on the King because of this evil promoter, this evil Vince McMahon promoter. And DDP is your new champion. And the King is busted open. He's just out. He had to take a power bomb, like he's just out of it. And Gordy and Sean, they don't like they're not mad. Instead, they start crying. <laughs> like they are sad that their hero lost the match, not really understanding what had happened during this match. They just thought it was part of the story and he lost. And Apparently- Jimmy the King was Bruno San Martino at this in this world, you know, like he's never lost. Yeah. 
So they are driving home from uh, Nitro, and I guess neither of them has another vehicle because their vehicle that they drove to the event was the septic tank truck. <laughs> so they cr- they crashed the truck, and uh, they survive, and somehow this means this is like an epiphany that they need to go find Jimmy the King because yeah. they survived, and, and that's just that's just what happened. So uh, this poor septic tank is just done. I, I have no idea what they're going to do for their job for the rest of their life. I don't know. I have no idea who picked up this septic tank truck. They uh, hitchhike, and they are on their way to Atlanta because that is where WCW is, and that is where Jimmy the King is. So they hitchhike. And they're in a van with a bunch of nuns. <laughs> so this, I'm just like, is this can't like, is this like a ode to Cannonball Run or something? Like, is this like this is? I mean, you know, in, in a movie with really terrible scenes, like you would think the scenes with the nuns are it's like some of the best scenes in the whole movie because they were just normal scenes. But mm-hmm. in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, don't these guys smell like shit? They they clean well they they crashed their car but wait he was Gordy was dirty they left soon after right I don't think they left right away so maybe they right. were able to get like how but if they're they, yeah. they they're in a septic tank truck mm-hmm. this thing explodes it sprays all of the cops and all of the and everybody yeah and I thought it sprayed them as well and then all of a I sudden I think it did. But I think it was the next day when they started to make their journey. Like they, they had the epiphany, but then the next day. Okay, but they didn't take a shower. They're walking the streets. They don't have their truck. They had to still have had just crap on them. I guess so. I and, and Scott Con I think wore that nitro shirt like the whole movie. <laughs> so you might be right. You know, so, I, for some reason I had a feeling I thought it was the next day. You know, then again, like I said, I was. It was torturous to watch. This I, I do think it was the next day because they were like trying to hitchhike and yeah, uh, yeah. So they're hanging out with these nuns and they're singing songs and they're trying to get uh, Van Halen. <laughs> one of the nuns had a guitar, and as they get dropped off in Atlanta, uh, I think uh, I forget one of them says to the other, "Like, how many times did you fart while you were in the van?" And he goes, "Me, none." And the other guy goes, "Yeah, me neither." And so to them, it was like this, oh, my God, the nuns were the farters kind of joke, yeah, right? Yeah, stupid. But to me, I'm like, both of you smell like shit. What are you yeah, talking about? Yeah. You guys just got dumped on by the septic trunk, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. All right, so they meet up with a dude playing a Jimmy the King video game, and he's all of a sudden, he's their intel. He's their internet. Now, this is actually, this actually makes sense, right? Because they don't really have cell phones, and they can't get information about where Jimmy King is because they're going to go search for him and find him. So they use this kid who is who has the internet, and they just call him and say, "Okay, go find out this information." Then he goes on his internet and he searches and and he tells them. So that I thought that was actually kind of smart uh, for the movie. In in a movie of nothing but dumb stuff, like that was actually a pretty smart character. I liked when the. Gordy told the the kid the you know the Wiz kid that you know can you tell us where his mansion's at? 
Because, you know, like, like I said, when I was a kid, I thought Ric Flair had the biggest house yeah, in North everybody. Carolina. Yeah, these guys yeah. are millionaires, man. So I thought that was a pretty good line. So they are searching for Jimmy the King. Uh, they go to his house. And his wife answers and basically says that Jimmy King is a deadbeat and he hasn't paid, he hasn't seen her and he, his kid is there and he doesn't see his kid. And so then they go to his parents' house and his parents basically say all of the internet rumors are false. Jimmy the King is not smart. He didn't graduate from college and he was, according to his parents, super dumb. So yeah. now these guys are like, oh, my gosh, our hero is not who he says he is. So they go find him. Uh, he is in a mobile home. I guess he you know, he stole his parents' mobile home. They track him down. And he, for some reason, he is dressed like a woman. <laughs> I did not understand why. Are we just supposed to assume he's a crossdresser? I thought like it was a disguise. But who's he hiding? Well, he's hiding. He's already out, though. He's out of the business. Yeah, he's fired for after he yeah. lost his title to DDP. The uh, Titus Sinclair basically told him to to uh, take a hike. Yeah. So he's he's like a drunk and he's passed out, but he's dressed like a woman, uh, except he has his full beard, and so there's something there. Maybe the year 2000 liked the cross-dressing stuff as, as a joke. And maybe think, it's just in 2024 yes. we're like, what? what? This doesn't even make sense. I but. think it's supposed to be funny that he's also a cross-dresser. But, yeah. But how's that going to make – the okay, if you want someone to laugh at that, how are you going to make your audience as well, like, root this guy on? Right? I, mean, I don't know. It just – but you want them to laugh at him for being a crossdresser, but you also want them to be root from him and make his comeback. Yeah, because he never leaned into it. He no. was he he was uh, embarrassed by it, and then they just never brought it up ever again. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know what's going on there, anyways. So the idea is is that they are going to get the king on Nitro, and he's going to uh, stand up to this Titus Sinclair guy and get his title back. So they utilize a porta potty, and I have—I'm not exactly sure, but they're in like a—I think they're in—I want to say they're in New York, and so you would think every New York arena possible would have bathrooms inside the arena in the backstage. Yeah. So why would you need to bring porta potties inside the arena? That was what they were doing. That was their. Yeah, job. they were at MSG. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so they 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 come in and the, you know they have Jimmy the King he's hidden inside one of these porta potties and they're kind of just coming in they're like hey guys what's going on and there's a creepy scene where uh I mean you know I, I'm sure back in 2000 it was like the the teenage boy dream yeah. scene but the Nitro girls just have their uh their dressing room uh, the doors wide open and they're just in the all of them are in their underwear just hanging out. So uh, Gordy and and Sean are just like amazed. I think actually maybe it's just Gordy, but they're they're amazed. They're just like in heaven watching this these women in, in their yeah. Uh, in, both in their them, yeah. And then Sasha, played by Rose McGowan, is like, uh, "Can I help you guys?" And he's like, "Oh no, we're just trying to make sure the pipes. You know, the pipes are good." And 
And I don't know if that was supposed to be a dick joke. I'm not exactly sure. It was just bad. It was just awkward mm-hmm. and embarrassing. And, you know, David Arquette is a grown-ass man, and I can't believe he played the character in this movie. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Sinclair and DDP are talking about, you know, the, the the thing that they just pulled on Jimmy the King. And Jimmy the King still in the porta potty, so he's listening to them. And he jumps out of this porta potty and attacks DDP. And uh, Gordy and, and and Sean help him. And he basically pins DDP in a fake backstage match. Mm-hmm. And they even got the referee to count three. So I'm like, Charles, Little Nate. Was that Little Nate? I, yeah. I knew I knew he was in the movie. I didn't know if that was him. But so I'm like, oh. Like, maybe this is an ode to those hardcore matches where, you know, the 24-7 title. Like, oh, maybe that's what WCW's title was at that point. <laughs> no, it didn't count, even though it was in the middle of a promo on Nitro. And everybody who's watching TV and everyone's in the arena sees their king. So, But the fans, to the fans, this is just part of the storyline. They're just like, oh, Jimmy the King is back. Huh, what's going on here? But this was supposed to be like, Jimmy the King shooting on DDP, and uh, and and so the uh, Titus Sinclair decides, Jimmy King, you want your shot, you want your title back. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a title shot at the next pay per view, and if you win, you not only get the title, but you get a million dollars. Imagine the promoter going like, yeah. hey. I'm going to give you more than you even asked for. That that was uh, Titus Sinclair's uh, first problem there. Vince would not have given him any no. any sort of money. So uh, he's got to win the match. And we, we're not exactly sure what the match is, but we know it has to do something with a cage. And uh, and Jimmy the King is all scared because he's like, he's like, man, you know, I, I jumped DDP from behind. I don't know if I could beat him. So uh, this is where I'm like, so is wrestling real or is wrestling fake? Yeah, what is yeah, going yeah. on here? Maybe he said I can't. I'm not a like I'm not a a fighter, so I won't be like like real life. I can't fight. And a DP who is also a fake wrestler, but also could fight in real life. You know, I guess. But before in in their prior match, before he got jumped by all of the other bad guys. Mm-hmm. He was kind of handling DDP fine. Yeah, he, like they were fighting, they were having a good match, a good fight. They're punching each other in the face. Yeah, he threw some blows back. You know, he threw some rights and connected, and you know, DD rocked DDP a few times, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, another thing that doesn't really make sense, but oh well, that that's where we are in in this entire movie. So the uh, the the guys who believe in the king, his buddies, find a trainer. They got to retrain the king because the king has no faith. He's no confidence. He wants his job back, but he kind of is not is not sure. He's kind of a loser. He's not believing in himself. So <laughs> Martin Landau plays Sal Bandini, who yes. is uh, a, a version of Stu Hart. And so he is... Uh, Basically, the the scary old man in the movie. Now, Martin Landau himself just kind of looks like an old man, right? Like he, there's mm-hmm. there's no 
real Stu Hart to him, like no grog, you know, groggy voice, and you know, there's no like lingo. It's more or less like you just got to watch out for this old man who's gonna grab you by your ankle and yeah, twist. Yeah, he's supposed it. to be like the unassuming old man, but he's yeah. also like a badass, right? So, you got Bell to play this character. Yeah, right. <laughs> That'd have been great. <laughs> so, the king. Uh, you know, he's, he's got to do a little grappling with Martin Landau and Martin Landau takes him down. He's talking trash and the King shoot kicks Martin Landau right in the face. And Martin Landau, the old man just goes down and the guys are like, Oh, you kicked him. What are you doing? And the King's like, Oh, you like, what was I supposed to do? He's like beating me up. And so Martin Landau wakes up and then takes him back down. And he's like, you know, the next time, you know, the only time, the only time you're going to, think that that you've got me as if i'm dead so he's like that kind of character so the king is now training he, he's he's got to get his eye of the tiger back so gordy uh he's into the nitro girl sasha he's got her posters all over his his uh his room again 20 early 20s year old man and uh we it turns out that sasha is hitting on him he yeah. doesn't get any of the signs and all he wants to do is show her his wrestling moves. What we realize later is that Sasha's actually a plant by Sinclair. And in the dirty, dirty Vince McMahon comparison, Nitro Girl Sasha is also being dated by 55-year-old Titus Sinclair. That, that's really his girlfriend. So she's, she's in on the joke with these guys because they're so gullible. So the trainer is just hanging out at his house. And all of a sudden, Saturn and Sid break in, and uh, they eventually take the old man down, but the old man puts up a fight. And what we realize is that they were also sent by Sinclair. So uh, uh, Martin Landau's character, Sal, is in the hospital, and he's basically tells these guys, he's like, you guys just got to get out of town, like. This guy just doesn't, you know, he doesn't want you guys to even be around. Like, you know, this is bad. But they are not going to be denied. They realize that they need some help because Sinclair, no matter what, it's not just going to be Jimmy the King versus DDP. It's going to be Jimmy the King versus DDP versus Sid Vicious versus Bam Bam Bigel. Everybody, he just he knows it's good. It's it's the bloodline, right? It's it's why Seth Rollins is like Cody. Like, don't be dumb. Like, you need you need my help. So uh, Goldberg is the first one that they turn to, and and we realize that. The king kind of punked out young Goldberg back in the day. So Goldberg's like, man, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I, I, I was once a fan, but then when, you know, you showed me your true colors, nah, I'm not a fan. I'm not falling for this one. So Goldberg denies them. And this is a, I mean, Goldberg wasn't young, but Goldberg was a monster in this yeah. scene. I was like, oh my God, this is the Goldberg that I remember from that time frame. What a, what a monster of a dude. He was a badass, yeah. So uh, they they do some tryouts for the King's Posse, and of course it's more Keystone Cop stuff. It's more goofball stuff. Then we get to the Royal Bash. Now the Royal Bash in Las Vegas at the uh, MGM <laughs> looks a lot like the King of the Ring to me, all the logos and stuff. <laughs> I think WWE should use this as like well, a show, a Royal yeah, Bash. Yeah, Royal Bash. Yeah, yeah I think it would go. work. 
So, we have a good show overseas in the UK, I think. Royal Bash. So we get introduced to this match that is for the belt and for the million dollars. It is the Triple Tower of Doom. Did you yeah. think you were going to see this match again? <sighs> no, but they used it at San Marie in 2009. Oh, did they? Yeah, Tim oh Arquette my. wins the belt that, there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That is right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the same, like, bump that Jimmy the King takes off the cage, like, to the second cage. I believe Canyon did the same thing. But actually, he did to the stage, I think, to the, to the rampway, whatever you call that's it. That's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> oh, crazy. You know, we're we're not – we're like – I'm sure I'm, I'm you know who knows when they're filming this movie but Owen Hart had only died like 11 months prior. Yeah, I'm guessing they filmed this in late 99, so yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this match happens. The, the first swerve in this match, the first Russo booking in this match is Jimmy the King is beating up a guy who's wearing a mask. Turns out his own flesh and blood turned heel on him, the sun. The son, who was very pissed off at him, decided to join Sinclair's team in, in this match. David Flair. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we're on the outs here. Poor Jimmy King. He, it's just he's outnumbered. And all of a sudden, Goldberg, <laughs> Billy Kidman, <laughs> Booker T, and the Disco Inferno. <laughs> That was, as the baby that was a faces. choice, man. Disco was a choice for that crew. The Disco Inferno out of everybody that you could have possibly chosen to be one of the baby faces. Was Scott Norton gone at this point? He must have been gone. What about the old Sean Stasiak or a Chuck What Palumbo? about Scott Steiner? He was smart. You know, Scott's a smart guy. He's like, oh, I'm out. And then, uh, or about a, a Sean O'Hare or something like that. Mark yeah. Jindrak. Some of yeah. the kids. So, the part that I forgot to mention is that uh, oh, Gordy's dad, who is a cop, oh, God. he basically sons his son and says that, you know, you got to get out of this wrestling stuff. Like, you're going you're gonna to be a cop. The whole They have a whole family of cops, and Gordy needs to be a cop. And so he takes him away and locks him in his room, and he's got to take this test. During this match, Gordy makes his comeback. His gimmick is as a cop and he's riding his motor, his cop motorcycle. He drives it through the open door. Like, I guess he opens the door of the cage yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah. He breaks the door open, but with, he's okay. He lands the bike. Yeah. With, with the motorcycle. And so pops his, his entire team of cops is hanging out, watching the show, I guess. You know they they all they're wrestling fans. <laughs> well, they all they all pitched in their five dollars a piece to get the pay per view. Is what they did because there's about ten of them in there. Yeah, yeah. And smart. then his pops is like, "What is this crap?" But he sees that his son's gimmick is a cop. So now he's into it. Now he's like, "All right, son, go get him." So she told his dad about Big Boss Man. Yeah, Big Boss Man or uh, Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. Oh yeah, the State Patrol. They were a good team. So we are at we are on the third cage here. Jimmy the King, DDP, they're in the top cage, and Paige knocks Jimmy the King down all the way to the bottom cage. 
and DDP is about to get his belt because it's like a ladder match. Like you gotta you gotta get to the thing, get to the belt. And Sting, who's just been sitting in the rafters, just decides that he is going to save Jimmy the King, and he knocks Page down. And so Page goes, uh, Page goes down, and uh, and allows Jimmy the King. Uh, to get back up, and and he and Page go toe to toe, body slams Page all through all of the cages down to the mat, and then he grabs his title, and then the evil dictator, uh, the heartbreak pants, Titus Sinclair gets beat up and thrown into the crowd, and and that's all we see of him. So, Jimmy the King, after he wins this title, he's the champ again. He gets his million dollars. Goldberg comes up to him and he's like, "Hey man, I want to be your tag team partner." So Jimmy the King says, "Sorry Goldberg, I got a tag team partner." And this is where I thought the son was going to turn babyface and be nope. his be his tag team partner with dad, but nope. The son is a no good SOB because Gordy the cop is his tag team partner. And Sean Sugar Daddy, I think it was his name. He had a, like a sweet manager suit, was uh, was going to be their manager, and and so they were going to rule the roost of of WCW. And that is where the movie ends. I with thought Jimmy the King and Jimmy uh, King promised his wife that he's going to win that million dollars and do right by off the his family. Debts. He's going to pay off his debts <clears throat> and uh, get his son a good dentist. Remember? <laughs> so I guess he's not going to get that son a dentist anymore, huh? No, no, not at all. All right, so. We have a category from the last show called Favorite Scenes. <laughs> I don't know if there was a good scene in this entire movie. And again, I will harken back to the very beginning of the dream sequence with Macho Man Randy Savage just because, I mean, he was the Macho Man. So he just had yeah. charisma coming out of his veins in addition to <laughs> all of the stuff that he put into his veins. Yes. But... Like that, I think I think that had to be my favorite scene of the whole movie was just the beginning. Um, that's that's a fun one. Uh, my favorite is which game, which some of the jokes hit for me. It was when they went to go see was it Regina King, I think it was, and uh, his wife, and also the parents of uh, uh-huh. Judy King. Right, I, I, I those especially the parent part when they're like talking all big about their. Their son Jimmy the King, and they're like, "Oh, he's like, oh yeah." Then his parents died, and they're like talking to the parents still. You know, <laughs> I don't know. It just kind of gave me a chuckle. So I like, I like that those two scenes. All right, favorite quotes. I only like I pulled two two kind of back and forths that were kind of they were really stupid, but they were like the least stupid. But uh, I'll save my favorite quote for uh, for the end here. So Gordy is trying to chop it up with Sasha because she's, you know, she's trying to be nice to him, but really she's doing it underhandedly because Titus sent her there. So Gordy goes, buenos nachos. And Sasha goes, I didn't know you spoke Spanish. He's like, yeah, I took it in high school a bunch of times. And she goes, are you fluent? And he goes, no, I feel fine. Yeah, yeah. That is the type of comedy that we're dealing with in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Here's another one. Gordy to his buddy Sean. 
Uh, oh, no, they're, they're actually at Nitro watching the matches, and, and there's a kid in front of them. And I had to deal with a kid like this when I was at uh, Raw the other day. He says, hey, kid, move your fat head. I can't see the fight. And uh, Sean goes, uh, sorry, Uncle Billy said these were good seats. And Gordy goes, Uncle Billy sucks. And Sean goes, hey, Uncle Billy ro- lost his right nut in Nam." And Gordy goes, well, kick him in his left nut when you see him. These seats bite. <laughs> and then Sean goes, if you only have one left, is it still your left nut? <laughs> so that's what we're dealing with here, folks. Okay, my favorite quote, DDP and Jimmy the King are having their first match, and it did not turn into a shoot yet. Jimmy the King... I think he hit a punch or he did like a yell or he did something and he hits DDP with something and DDP looks it in the match as they're getting through their, whatever they're doing. DDP leans over and whispers to him, good sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite quote of the whole movie. Um, I guess my favorite quote was something that took me way out. Surprise is when Sean Scott Conn's character's, said a diamond upside down is a pussy. <laughs> yeah, he did. So what, yeah, this is 2000 humor, but what happens is, so Sean, as the manager of Jimmy, the King, he's got some powder and he throws the powder in DDP's eyes and DDP's like, that doesn't work. And and he's like, you know, he's closing his eyes. And while he's closing his eyes, Sean then handcuffs DDP to the cage so he can't leave. And and Sean's rebuttal as he's walking away is a diamond upside down is a <laughs> pussy. It's a line I did not expect to hear. I guess I should have, but, you know, it's just yeah. one of those. Uh, okay, so just some, you know, some information. I, you know, this is it's this is not vetted. Uh, I didn't ask Dave Meltzer if any of this stuff was true. This is just kind of stuff I found searching around the internet. Uh, David Arquette said when he actually had his WCW run where he did the match and he was the, the world's champion, any money that he made from wrestling he gave to the family of Brian Pillman. I think that's a true story. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I still don't forgive him for doing this movie, but like that is a very nice thing to do. And he was against doing the the, the wrestling part, like not the movie, but the wrestling, the the, the angle of WCW. Yeah, he, the reason why he does it is because they basically say that is going to be the promotion of the movie, and if you don't do the wrestling, we, we don't really have promotion for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. DDP wanted to change the ending of this movie, he said. <laughs> now, it is DDP. Oh, yeah. yeah. What did you promote yoga at the same time? <laughs> so, you don't know. You know, DDP never lets a lie get in the way of a good story. Never. No. no he's on the Hogan run. Yeah. 
He, but he's great. He 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 says it so earnestly. You want to believe him because he seems yeah. just like such a great he, dude. He will just show up at any promotion that's hot right now too. Like you know, he's nice back. Go, it just follows Cody anywhere, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's that's yeah. the guy. That's who I would yeah. follow too. True. So DDP said he wanted to change the final scene, and this this absolutely would not make sense to what the movie was either. Though it is in that Vince Russo swervish angle, the final scene would see. DDP and Jimmy King embracing backstage to show that they were working the angle all along to the dismay of these two goofballs who thought wrestling was real. Yeah, nah, nah. That was probably his fantasy booking us. It's like he thought it would be great. Yeah. He laid, you know, laid awake at night with Kimberly next to him. <laughs> Wasting time thinking about this movie. And then, uh, you know, with that finish, but yeah. All right. Uh, Bischoff, Eric Bischoff, kind of <laughs> wonder, like, why is Bischoff not involved in this? Well, in the early stages of making this movie, Eric Bischoff said he was originally asked, probably playing the Joey Pants role of the uh, the promoter, the evil promoter. But the problem is, is once they get to really making the movie, he's kind of on the outs with WCW. Yeah, let's say he, <laughs> they filmed at the end of 99. He was pushed out for Russo because he doesn't come back till this movie comes out, I think, in April of 2000. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so here's from the Wrestling Observer. At the Ready to Rumble premiere, they had a five-minute match. Now, you would think if you were going to do a match at the premiere of this movie, you would probably have two people who were in this movie do the match, right? Who would they have? Uh, Hard Body Harrison and uh, <laughs> Joey Mags or something? Uh, rest in peace. Vampiro oh, oh man. versus The Wall. <laughs> well, they were pushing them at the time. This is 2000, so yeah. Well, okay. They were pushing them, but yeah, they're not in the movie, yes. Okay. Here's Dave's reporting. It was a major letdown in that when both men came out, the description was that you could have heard a pin drop. And with the exception of a few Vampiro fans, there was virtually no recognition of either guy. They did a match described as nothing special, Vampiro had claimed beforehand that he was going to do a moonsault off the roof, which would have uh -huh. been a suicidal move. So I'm guessing he did not do that move off the roof. No. Okay, I have one question that is kind of the through line for, for this whole thing. Now, this is about WCW. We know the folks involved in this movie. Is there a movie you could have done during this time frame, that could have been any good. Yes. Okay, pitch me. I thought the best actor in the film was Scott Kahn. Mm -hmm. I would have told the story of a young wrestler, him, Scott Kahn, coming up the ranks, getting more popular, getting more over, and, you know... What he the promoter screws him out because the promoter wants to sign him to a long term deal, but the it's a but it's a low ball deal because mm -hmm. he's such a young kid he's taking advantage. 
and maybe like he talks to an old veteran the old veterans gives him the uh, the iggy like hey is there a try to screw you kid don't let him do that and so he scott con knows his worst so he gets screwed out of the deal and he can make a big comeback or something like that i, I thought they could have played sold some kind of story you know about the seediness of wrestling and stuff but um about the journey of a young wrestler and how hard it is the business, et cetera. But that I'm thinking more dramatic, more drama, more Iron Claw, more the wrestler. Mm-hmm. They were going for, like you said, American Pie. Right, and, right. You know, all those, all those movies at the time that came out. It's too bad they didn't see anything in a young John Cena. They had him in the gym scene. He could have he could have been the tag he, team partner of Scott Kahn. He could have <laughs> he could have been the 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 um the heel, you know, even the the uh, what's it called, the uh, Dolph Lundgren of yeah, the, yeah, the you're right, yeah, yeah, you're right. Where he could have been at least the guy that replaced Disco Inferno right out to save the day. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that's that's uh, no, that movie is a better movie than what this turned out to be. I like Scott Con. I think he's a pretty good actor. I mean, of course, I was a fan of his dad, James Con. Yeah, uh, I mean, Scott Con was like on the Entourage. I think he did some stuff like the, when they re- redid Hawaii Five O. He was yeah, in that. he spin off. Of, then he did end up doing a spin off. So he's actually continuing on. There's another show to go on to this day. So he's become a very successful uh, actor in the television uh, um, uh, area. So that's yeah, great. He was much better than David Arquette in this movie. He was. He was the straight. I guess he was the straight man of the idiots, right? So you know, I didn't understand. Like he liked this other girl, but liked the other girl at the 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 restaurant. What was yeah. It that? So side story is that, and, <laughs> and, they, that and they only really that there was there, there was like no storyline really uh, advancement in this. So early in, <laughs> early in the movie. They are getting uh, what you know, whatever McDonald's is in in this universe, and the woman who is taking the uh, the order from the drive through, that is the one that he likes. He really likes her so much so that when he orders, Gordy tells her that he wants. Not only does he want his cheeseburger, but he also wants a bare ass Britney buffet. Whatever that is, whatever that is in in the year two thousand. So um, the other girl who works at the the fast food joint, she actually likes Sean, and she's also a wrestling fan. But the reason why Sean doesn't like her is because she's like one of the guys, and Gordy's like, "Well, what's wrong with that?" And so that's where they leave the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end of the movie, when they're about to go uh, when Jimmy King they're going to go to the pay-per-view then he sees the girl who he thought was just one of the guys and they you know they sleep together or whatever and and they fall in love but yeah it it made no sense because there was no continuity there was no storyline advancement it just happened like we're like oh yeah I guess I kind of remember her from two hours ago yeah it was just all of a sudden she showed up again at the end or right before they're like I said going to the pay-per-view and and up sleeping together, and of course the guy that the nudity of the film is Scott Con's butt. So if you see the little nudity <laughs> warning, I'm like, oh man, I thought yeah. we we're getting the man. I thought we we're getting that Che was gonna, <laughs> yeah, the night one of the Nitro girls. Yeah, uh, yeah. Booker T's wife is in this movie. Charmel. Charmel's in it. I forgot those those Nitro girls were very uh, uh very attractive. Fire. You know, my favorite thing about the Nitro girls is there were 
they didn't go for one look. There were a bunch of different women mm-hmm. in, uh, of all different races. I thought I, f- I totally forgot about that. Like that's yeah. a, that was a really cool thing. You know, I mean, as as cool as you have when you have wrestling <laughs> cheerleaders. I thought the Nitro Girl was a great idea, and until Russo got his, got there and thought, oh, we got to use them for angles, and I was like, oh man, this guy. Okay, so we have a category called pet peeves. This entire <laughs> movie was a pet peeve. Yeah, I was there, yeah. So we'll skip that one, but it'll be uh, more of a, of a category for the next ones. Now, the box office of this movie. The box office, he, this is, uh, you know, you would think, I don't know what WCW is still doing as a TV rating in, you know, the year 2000, but... Um, you know, probably not as low as as we would think, just because there's more people watching less TV shows back then. So this movie, it's budgeted for twenty four million. The opening week does five million. Oh man! Which I'm going to guess was the opening week to No Holds Barred as well. From you know ten, you know. 10 years before, no, or maybe longer, you know, yeah. like a little bit longer. So they do 5 million opening weekend. They open in 2,500 theaters and they only get to 12.4 million internationally. See Eric Bischoff, you had Bret Hart. You didn't take advantage of Canada international. Actually, I think North America probably is in the domestic, but uh, internationally, they only do 58,000. Uh, dollars for so this movie did not go anywhere outside of the u.s and so they end up doing 12.45 million so they lost money in a bad way i i imagine if this movie made money they would have probably made a second one but then again who knows what would have happened to wcw at that point but the goal was probably to make a couple of these things oh i'm sure i'm sure it was but uh, we luckily we we're safe from that. So, all right. What did they say? Rotten Tomatoes has twenty three percent on the tomato meter. Wow. The, the audience score is fifty two percent. Good old Raj Roger Ebert gave this movie a thumbs up. Yeah, Roger. Let's see, he's happy that day. So he wrote that he learned a lot from beyond the mat so he actually had a little bit of respect for the wrestling (laughs) business but not necessarily in with the idea that the wrestlers themselves were like these great athletes he was like these guys are masochists they just take a beating and keep coming back and like they're just addicted essentially to the business so here's what here's what his review said the movie is best when it deals with professional wrestling and worst which is most of the time when it prefer, prefers a wheezy prefab plot to the possibilities of its subject, the machinations of a sex pot, Rose McGowan, are tired and predictable, and Platt, who might have done something with decent dialogue, is left on the sidelines while Arquette and Khan shout at each other in a forlorn attempt to per- reproduce the chemistry of Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels in Dumb and Dumber. I gave that movie only two stars, even though its dead parakeet scene caused me to laugh uncontrollably. Now, after sitting through Ready to Rumble, with only the occasional grudging ha, I know better what a two-star movie looks like. So basically, he used Ready to Rumble to say, I should have given Dumb and Dumber more stars. 
<laughs> yeah. All right. Here's Big Dave's review. Uh-oh. The movie clearly playing to all the worst stereotypes about both pro wrestling and the audience that watches it succeeds in its attempt to be like pro wrestling, but worse aimed at 16 year old boys and loaded with sewage sight gags an attempt to make a comedy out of wrestling with shadows complete with a heel promoter based on Vince McMahon that Eric Bischoff originally wanted to play before he was removed from WCW a babyface who got screwed, played by Oliver Platt, whose portrayal as a wrestling superstar clean-cut face, who in reality is a cross-dressing, broke-lying trailer park wino, and Martin Landau as Stu Hart, based on two kids who refuse to believe wrestling isn't fake. In fact, for all the protesting within wrestling about the word fake, this movie, basically commissioned by a wrestling company, uses the word freely as one of the backbones of the entire plot. He says, as a positive, WCW Nitro itself is perceived as being cool, even if, even if its performers and fans are looked down upon worse than any unthinking media portrayal could. But the movie isn't meant to be taken seriously, just as a series of gags, and some of which work, many of which don't. So now, our review. We're just going thumbs up or thumbs down. I'm assuming that you are a thumbs down. Yes, whatever percent. I'm also a thumbs down. So we had the Iron Claw. Uh, I believe we were both thumbs up on the Iron Claw. Now we are both thumbs down on Ready to Rumble. So where we leave this podcast is uh, what are we going to do for the next one? So once we put this up, uh, which will probably be on uh, the weekend, so uh, early March, I guess, uh, I'm going to put a poll up on Twitter, and we're going to have the folks choose which of the next four movies we're going to watch. So I'm going to put up Paradise Alley, the one and only with Henry Winkler, uh, The Wrestler, uh, the Mickey Rourke one, and then the other movie called The Wrestler from the 70s, uh, the Vern Gagne one. So we'll have folks pick from one of the four of those. I feel like we should go like serious movie, goofy movie, serious movie, goofy movie. So maybe <laughs> maybe for April, we'll do No Holds Barred, which I also haven't seen in 20-something years. So Yeah, I haven't seen yeah, a very long time for that one. Uh, yeah, so uh, we'll put the poll up. Uh, for the next one for uh, for people to to pick and then we'll, we'll get going i've seen paradise alley i've mm. seen the mickey rourke wrestler saw that in the movie theater i have yeah. not seen the one and only and i have seen the 70s version of the wrestler at least i started watching it like three or four different times and never got through all of it so uh that that is my history with those films and so we'll we'll figure out what the next one is uh, all right. Any last thoughts on Ready to Rumble before we get out of here? Uh, oh, I just uh, before we recorded, I talked to my friend Tom Caster. Told him I was you know, Tom Caster, of course, referees for the NXT brand. <clears throat> Derek Sanders. Derek Sanders. And I was telling him we were getting ready to record our movie review show, Popcorn of the Pile Drivers, and we're going gonna to review Ready to Rumble. And he goes, oh, I love that film. <laughs> what? And I go, I'm like, you loved it. 
He's like, yeah, like in a, like a really bad movie, love it. Way. Yeah, like yeah, it's so yeah, bad, totally. I love it. I'm like, okay, great. You know, he's like, he get he, there's a movie out there, it's like a sci-fi. Um, I don't know what you call it, horror, maybe sci-fi horror movie called Blood Rain. Uh huh. That Tom and I went in the theater, and it was so bad that we always like reference any bad movies. We reference Blood Rain, so he's like, <laughs> it's, I was like Blood Rain, like we love Blood Rain, and, <laughs> and I was like, that's he's like, I'm like. Uh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. He's, I thought you were gonna, he, I thought he, like loved it, but uh, he loves it, but because it's so bad, he just likes to laugh at it. Yeah, 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 totally. I get that. So, so he's seen it multiple times. He said, "No way." Yeah, he, yeah, I know. Tom likes bad, like he likes bad movies, and I, I do too. I enjoy it, but the, I guess this maybe because the wrestling is involved in it and all yeah. that stuff. But you know, I can appreciate a bad movie, but this was just to me. This was—I I don't think I would ever watch this ever again. No, ever. I hope I don't have to watch it ever again. And I was thinking, you know, do you, do you think that once this movie was done in the theater and it went to video and everything, do you think TNT like would show it? I don't know because it, they're I'm out sure of the wrestling be. business by that point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it made TNT. You know, I wonder. I wonder see if we don't have those numbers. Like, because you know how sometimes a movie doesn't do well in the theater, but for some reason it finds an audience on in on the video the video uh, rental market, like Big Trouble Little China. Mm-hmm. But that was a great movie though. I mean, but like in the theater it didn't do nothing, but yeah. like and it became a cult classic. Now I think this is in some ways gotten some kind of cult status, but I think every bad movie has a cult status. Like there's there's obviously a small group of people that like it, you know that will praise it and uh this is one of them i think but uh, for me no i'm good i i'm 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 good you know yeah no i don't have to watch this movie okay did again. you when i was researching a little bit of this i read something about rose mcgowan she turned this movie down three times <laughs> really so i'm like well they what just made kept, you do they it just then? kept increasing the money that they were gonna pay her yeah like if she turned it down once you would she be like hey let's just get some other girl you know like no they yeah, yeah, yeah. You know her, like, she's a very strong feminist, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> looking back, this must, 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 this must hurt, you know, for sure. Well, th- there's there's another note that um, the, I guess, I guess they went on politically incorrect, uh, DDP <laughs> and Rose McGowan did. And oh, then, yes, I remember that. And then there was, like, a discussion on if it's harder to be uh, a gay man or... A, a lesbian woman or something in, in today's society or in 2000 society. I think that's where the discussion went. Can you imagine Gosh. DDP? He's like, uh, you know, you know, I, I've asked <laughs> around. It was like, crazy. His best friend say? in the business of times Canyon. True. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But just like the, com- why, how would the conversation go that way? I'm, I'm maybe, maybe it was her who was, kind of intrigued in the idea so i'll tell you what at this time i had a huge crush on rose mcgowan yeah who didn't yeah so but i still would not go see it because i was embarrassed of like the, what the context of it and how it's gonna make me feel as a wrestling fan and and i felt that way again as i <laughs> watched this movie so uh man <laughs> I, I love. I can't wait to hear other people's thoughts on Red and Rumble. It's going to be great to hear there. <laughs> did you love it? I, ho- I hope. I hope there's people that did because I would love. Yeah. You know. By the way, Joe Pantoliano. Mm-hmm. You know what? His, you know what his Twitter is? Joey Pants. Real Joey Pants. Oh, that's awesome. There you go. 
We should have we should have hit him up for the. <laughs> I should have. I, I mean, you know, the problem was is I just end up talking bad boys for the whole thing. I go, oh damn, I forgot we're so stuck about Ricky. Yeah, we gotta find someone, <laughs> someone who was around that time that we know. Oh shit, who could we talk to? Who do we know around that time we talked about Ray to Rumble? We, I was thinking of someone, Mike Tanay. We got. That's right. You got hit up Mike Tanay. Mike Tanay would be awesome. This brother doesn't want to do any shows. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying, like a little, you know, paragraph from an email. Or I something. mean, may, yeah, may, maybe I could email him and ask him what he thought. Tony Schiavone, Tony Schiavone was in this as well. Tony Schiavone, Tony Schiavone did a good job. He was Tony Schiavone. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the familiar voice. That's what he's there for. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, yeah, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the uh, a lot of the guys in this movie are are gone. Like Mean Gene's gone, so. Um, it would be fun to hear because he seemed to at least get a kick out of it. Yeah, we just we just need to probably in the in the tweet or the post. We need to tag Scott Con and David Arquette. <laughs> Dude, so you remember David Arquette did uh, like a documentary about his wrestling thing, right? Yes, I saw that came up on uh, online when I was looking for this movie to research over. Yeah. So, you know, when he was doing, this was in 2020, when he was doing a lot of the media for it, of course, he got asked about Ready to Rumble a lot. I haven't seen Scott Conta. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what sucks is I went to the Wikipedia pages of all of the main actors, and in the summary of their career, not not once was Ready to Rumble mentioned on either of them. It's like they just skipped that part of their career. Just, just the filmography. Like, don't, don't yeah, pay you attention you to that to, one. You only had to go to the filmography to figure out that they were actually in it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to ask all of you. I'm going to ask Oliver if um, he was around UPW at the time when... Uh, Samoa Joe? Samoa Joe would have probably been around, right? He was working in the office, I think. Was yeah. he, like, in the office and... um. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy because this is that like right around this time after this movie came out in the 2000 or mid summer of 2000s when they started doing the APW versus UPW angle. John Cena was, I met John Cena back in the day when he was just, just you know, prototype, just young and jacked. And I remember like his first promo I heard him like, like he had a distinct voice in person, but when he pulled that like prototype voice out, like you know, it was like. Oh god, this guy could talk. I just remember that like he could talk and he looked like a million bucks. And I thought, oh, he'll he'll be signed by WWE for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was very yeah, anyway. very soon thereafter. And he did pretty well, I think. So yeah. All right, we are done. We'll be back next month for uh, the the movie to be named later. We're gonna get the vote on Twitter and we'll start pushing it in the Discord if people want to watch along. I know Paul Fontaine said he's going to watch Red Rumble again. before he listens to our podcast so uh but he also um he mentioned that i think he said he saw it in the theaters when it came out and he remembers it just being like a goofy fun movie and i was like oh man you know that was a long time ago you might need to watch it with your your current brain and see if you still thought it was goofy well he was in his what 20s so you know maybe yeah did did it win any razzies do we should have should have won all the razzies okay if it didn't what one? Yeah, that's. <laughs> Let's see. So it would have been the 2000 Razzie Awards. Yeah. Let's see. 2000 Razzie Awards. 
the worst actor went to Adam Sandler. Uh, gosh, some of these were. I don't even know what these movies are for. Okay, worst movie went to Wild Wild West. No, no, no. This would have had to be. Okay, I'm sorry. It have to be twenty. 21. 21 or yeah 2000 no yeah 2001 uh worst movie battlefield earth one worst movie all right yeah 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 that uh, was... worst actor john travolta in battlefield earth <laughs> i think battlefield earth takes the whole cake of that year i'm pretty sure uh madonna in next best thing i don't remember that movie fan review on i am imdb right now the first thing that pops up just plain fun that was it <laughs> Paul, Paul Fontaine. Paul Fontaine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so someone from IP says from Canada. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no ready to rumble. It, it probably didn't even hit. I mean, because there's some, <laughs> there's pretty interesting movies in, in these uh, that got Res. votes here. Oh, uh, man. Little Nicky from Adam Sandler. Oh, God, I hate that movie. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I take Ray Rumble over Little Nicky any day. <laughs> the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. Uh, yeah, even my even well. my daughter Chloe, who loves the original uh, live action Flintstones, she like watched that thing like over and over. She first saw it as you know. Recently, she does not like Arnold second. Arnold Schwarzenegger, The Sixth Day. That wasn't bad. It was a, just a mindless action film. Sly Stallone, Get Carter. I like that movie. How the oh. Grinch Stole Christmas. The uh, I think this was Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yeah, they like that. The kids, the, the kids like that one too. And then Mission Impossible Two. Really, I like the Mission Impossible movies. I'm, I'm a guy that says Mission Impossible over Fast and Furious franchise. That's what I'm saying. Don't, don't at me, as the kids say. I like both franchises, so I don't have any arguments. All right, Switzerland. Did you see the latest Mission Impossible in theaters? No, I saw it on my Paramount Plus. Okay, <laughs> I went and saw it in the theaters. Crystal and I but saw it in the I theaters. I don't go to movies as much anymore, man. Come on, man. You know? If you if it was one of your favorites, you would have gone. Just like Bad Boys Four is coming out sometime in June. I'm their first day. You, Crystal will be there, even though she's like, "Do I really have to see this?" It's like, kind of have to. We have. We have. I'm to trying go. to get Jeremy to go see Madam Web. Oh God! Talk about <laughs> Razzie Award winning. I, well, I'm for, sure that's going to clean up for 2024. Yeah. But the his his uh his wife wants to go. She was like, "You can't see it with John. It's to see with me." And I would totally go see it. I it's, would totally just to see what it was all about. You yeah, know? it's I'm supposed on, to be know? awful. Like Jeremy yeah. is Jeremy is very much a comic book snob, though, so he'll be like way more frustrated than I would be. We just had a big laugh at the dinner that you weren't at, where Jeremy had heat for like I guess his wife wanted to go to uh, see Aquaman. And he's said, nah, I don't know. And then I asked him to go see Aquaman. And we went. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the Madam Web thing, she's like, you can't go see Madam Web with John, if, you know, because of that. That's hilarious. Yeah, Come funny. on, Jeremy. Yeah. All right. That's it. We we, we went a little bit longer goofing <laughs> off, but uh, that's it was probably that's, better that, than movies. Yeah, so. that's, what, that's what happens when you have to sit through an hour and 45 minutes ready to rumble. All right. We'll be back next month. Uh, movie to be named later. For John, I'm Double G. See you when we see you. Peace out.